0: Happy Sabbath to you and a very warm welcome to you, my dear listener. From wherever you are, the cookie has crumbled and we are back yet again. And this is the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kabokwa. We are more than glad to have you tuned in. On the show today, the Bible in Living Sound returns with a Bible story and will be focusing on Go Teach All the Nations. Later on, Ian Mose will join us during the Bible segment with the topic Christian Perfection. But before we do that, Mango Voice of Hope comes to us with the song Amenio Sit tight and enjoy.
1: Ameni onyesha, ameni Onesha Wambayi kunani, wambayi Alaziriku wanga onakimbilio. Amesisi tiza, amesisi tiza. Niwe mtuli, niwe mtuli gum, niwe Atakati kamauti. Oh, amén your desire. Yo puedo amarla, mimo me morir más. Si cruzoché, amé a ini y u cordar mi. La sin sha jaramingo me alguima ra se pousote amei a rio colamingo assim nga me ninne yes Kapwa luga, kwa upele minki, Yesu anani Mchungaji mema, mchungaji mema. wale Oh, ameni yonecha, yuko sikusoté amé aini you call on me yesu peke acha you come nami guide me sigo mi you
0: Welcome back, dear listener. That was Amenio Nyesha by Mangu Voice of Hope. And now, the Bible in Living Sound brings us a Bible story. Go teach all the nations. Stay tuned and be on the know. You're listening to the new Life program, coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope.
2: Peter. Are you glad that you are my brother? What a question to ask.
3: (laughs) Of course, Andrew, I'm happy to be your brother. I don't mean it that way. When John the Baptist pointed out Jesus as the Messiah, and I found out it was true, the first thing I did was run and tell you. And you came to Jesus, and together we have had the most wonderful association any human can have, a personal friendship, love,
2: sympathy with the Son of God. Andrew, of course I'm glad. I'm thankful. Yet, in a way, I envy you. Envy me? Not really envy, of course, because to envy is evil. But you are a very fortunate man. Do you realize that you are the first missionary? Missionary. And I am your first convert. Through you, I found Jesus. I feel sure that you will occupy a special place, have a special glory throughout all eternity for this. Do you know why I followed you to Jesus when you told me who he was? Because, Andrew, you are the quiet type. Deep, sincere, thoughtful, kind, dependable, truthful. And above all, you have true love and understanding for everyone. That lad with the five loaves and two fishes, for instance. You made friends with him. And I feel certain that he is now a joyous follower of the risen Savior. (laughs) I hope so. He was such a nice lad. Me? Hmm, I'm the exact opposite of you, Boastful, daring, bold, selfish, reckless, impulsive, I can't be depended upon one minute, I'm something, the next minute, something else. Well, the very fact, Peter, that you admit these things shows that you have changed, you have been converted.
3: Uh, you still have the same loving characteristics, but since your conversion, the grace of Christ regulates your zeal. No longer are you impetuous, self-confident,
2: and self-exalted, but calm, self-possessed, and teachable. Mm-hmm. We have always known that the Master had power to heal the sick, even raise the dead. We are beginning to realize that he has the power to heal the spiritually sick, the greatest miracle of all. May I say something, Peter, that your experience has taught me?
3: Of course. I'm convinced that the virtues of zeal, knowledge, eloquence, gratitude, faithfulness, and all the other characteristics of a good man are wonderful, but... If one is to be successful in telling the story of a risen Savior and the way to salvation, there is one qualification absolutely necessary.
2: Without that one thing, all efforts to bring others to Christ are failures. You astound me, Andrew. Aren't you going to tell me what that one thing is? You have it, Peter. In abundance. Yes? Love of Jesus in the heart. Love of Jesus in the heart. Andrew, that is so true. We must love Jesus so much that we are willing to forsake all else and follow him. We must actually be willing to die for him, not just say so, as I did. No, talking like this about our associations with Jesus fills me with unutterable joy.
3: Yet we we do have a mission to fulfill. And the time draws near for our appointment to meet the Savior in Galilee. It is our duty to go throughout Jerusalem and remind his followers of the appointment. Greetings, brother. Greetings, Andrew. Won't you come in? Thank you. But I'm going about the city reminding all the believers in Jesus of the appointment with him in Galilee. I'll be there. Oh, I'm getting ready to go right now, Peter. I'm on my way now, Matthew. I merely came by the marketplace to go to Galilee in a roundabout way. To avoid all those coming from the same direction, and to avoid exciting the suspicion of the temple and the
2: Roman authorities. About 500 are here, in small groups, eager to learn all they can from those of us who have seen Christ since his resurrection. Why do not we each go from group to group, telling our experiences? That's a good idea. That's a good idea.
3: As most of you know, my name is Thomas. I was the last of the eleven disciples to whom Jesus appeared. I was determined not to believe he had risen until he had appeared to me in person. I was stubborn and jealous. Jesus appeared to me last to teach me a lesson, a much-needed lesson. After I had seen the cruel nail prints and the place where the spear had thrust...
2: I am Simon Peter. After his resurrection, Jesus appeared to me first of the disciples. Not that I am worthy of such a high honor. Indeed, I am the most unworthy. I am Matthew. Our master is now the risen Savior. We've seen him exercise his power in healing the sick and controlling satanic agencies. He has raised the dead.
4: He is now risen. And our minds are. Peace be unto you. Gather about, my beloved. My beloved, verily I say unto you the sacrifice for sinful man is full and complete. Believe on me, and thou shalt be saved. If ye truly believe on me, ye will keep my commandments. Unto my disciples everywhere, I commission the task of telling all nations the glad tidings of a risen and saving Lord. Therefore, I say unto all those who believe on me and love me, Go ye and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world.
0: Are you just joining us? This is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. The Bible segment will be coming up shortly. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, Code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, here is a song, If We Ever, by Mangu Voice of Hope. You are listening to the new live program, coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist 12 Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. If
1: we ever needed the Lord before, we should do need Him now. Oh, we should do need Him now. We should do need, need Him now. Oh, glory, if we ever needed the Lord before. We should need him now we need him every day and every hour. we need, need him in the morning 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 we need, 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 need him in the night need him in the night The sun is shining bright If you ever needed the Lord before We should we do need Him now oh, oh, we should do need Him now oh, We sure should do need Him, him now Oh, glory, no, if we if ever needed the Lord before We should do need Him now We oh, need Him now. When you're happy, when you're happy, we need him when you're sad, need him when you're sad, need, need him when, need we when you're sad, we need, him need, need, need him all the time, need, need, him, need him all the time. time, need him all the time, need him all the time, and when our hearts you are glad, if you ever needed the, needed the Lord before. We should do need Him now, oh, we should do need Him now, we should do need Him now, oh, glory if we ever needed the Lord before, we should do need Him now, we need oh, Him oh, every day. We should need him now. oh, We should need him now. We should need him now. Oh, glory, if we ever needed the love before, we should.
0: My dear listener, thank you for staying tuned. Right about now, Ian Mose joins us for the Bible segment. He will be talking about Christian perfection. Be blessed.
5: Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ, dear listener, and welcome to our study today. The topic of our study is Christian Perfection. I am your presenter, Ian Muse. Welcome. I will begin with a rhetorical question. Does God want perfection? Of course he does. How can a perfect, holy God be content with an imperfect standard? Or how can a perfect creator, who originally made a perfect creation, Be satisfied with an imperfect one? Here's the next question. Does God ever tolerate imperfection? Once again, of course. Otherwise, he would vaporize you and make me on the spot. In fact, the whole world will be instantly destroyed if God did not at least temporarily tolerate imperfection. Although it is perfectly clear that Jesus did not come to condemn sinners, neither did he come to condemn sin. Remember the story in John chapter 8. Where a woman was caught in the act of adultery, according to the law, she was about to be stoned. Many believe that this woman was Mary Magdalene, and this was her first encounter with Jesus. As Mary stood trembling before Jesus, awaiting her sentencing, Jesus wrote in the dust. One by one, her accusers left. When Jesus stood up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman! Where are those thine accusers? Have no man condemned thee? John chapter 8 verse 10 I believe she read love and compassion in Jesus' face. She believed in his grace and she received it when he said, Neither do I condemn thee. But lest we misunderstand the deadly nature of sin, he plainly added, Go and sin no more. Verse 11 in Jesus asking us to be sinless? Absolutely. Jesus can never ask anything less. Sin was the disease destroying Mary. What would you have Jesus say? Go and sin a little less? Go and cut back on your life of sin? Jesus did not come to save us with our sin, but from our sin. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. That means from the penalty and from the power. And ultimately the presence of sin Some have suggested That when Jesus told Mary Neither do I condemn thee Go and sin no more John chapter 8 11 That this proved that the law Had been set aside In fact the opposite is true Sin is the transgression Of the law 1 John chapter 3 verse 4 Jesus was telling Mary I will take your penalty because I love you Sin hurts you and sin hurts me I will be a sacrifice in your place Go and sin Break the law no more But in scripture Real repentance consistently calls for sorrow For and turning from the sin As a condition for mercy He that covereth his sins shall not prosper But who so confesseth and forsaketh them Shall have mercy Peter, chapter 28, verse 13. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John, chapter 1, verse 9. Most of the world eagerly takes the blessings of God and then selfishly squanders them like the prodigal son. But how do you think Jesus feels when a professed Christian goes from his presence after receiving mercy and life and returns to the very thing that caused him such suffering to save us? When we see and understand something of how much our sins have cost him, we will no longer want to embrace the monster that ravaged our Lord. Jesus did not come and die on the cross in order to purchase us a license for us to sin. He came to save us from sin. That love is the power that enables us to turn from sin. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Romans chapter 2 verse 4 Because we may repeat the same mistakes and fall into the same sin, more than once does not mean that God has forsaken us. Evidently, Mary Magdalene had the same struggle, and certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Luke chapter 8 verse 2. This does not mean at one time Jesus cast out seven demons, but rather seven times she slipped back into the old patterns of sin and he forgave her. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Peter chapter 24 verse 16. Do not become discouraged if, like Mary, you find yourself repenting of the same mistakes several times. Jesus said, Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Luke chapter 17 verse 3 to 4 Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Matthew chapter 18 verse 21 and 22 If God is asking us to forgive each other seven times in one day or seventy times seven, will he do less for us? Of course, God will forgive us every time that we sincerely repent. But there is a danger that we can come to the place that we presume upon his grace and through abusing his forgiveness, harden our own hearts. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26 What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Romans chapter 6 verse 1 and 2 There is effort involved in denying self and living the Christian life. The Bible says we war, wrestle, Run, fight, and strive. But the fight is a good fight of faith. We must strive to trust God's plan and will for us rather than our own. We must fight to stay close to Jesus. Mary was safe from sin when she was with Jesus. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. 1 John chapter 3, verse 6 The bottom line is that Jesus came to this planet for three primary reasons First, to show us the Father John chapter 14 Verse 9 to 10 Second, to die as our Substitute for our sins 1 Corinthians chapter 15 Verse 3 and first John Chapter 4 verse 10 Third, to give us An example of how To be victorious Notice the ways We are invited to mirror Jesus In the following verses as my Father hath sent me, even so sent I you. John chapter 20 verse 21 For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. First Peter chapter 2 verse 21 For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you, John chapter 13 verse 15 Forbearing one another, and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. John chapter 13 verse 34 Listener, we are sent as Jesus was sent, commanded to walk as he walked, do as he did, forgive as he forgave, and love as he loved. In light of these plain principles, why would a professed Christian resist the truth that we are called to be holy, perfect as he is holy? May God's grace be sufficient unto us all. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show, my dear listener. It is always a pleasure to have you with us. Remember, your feedback is always welcome, and you can send us your views, suggestions, or questions about the show through the producer Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Email us at awrnairobi at org. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Until we meet again right here, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. Have a happy Sabbath.
1: If we ever needed the Lord before we should do need Him now. Oh, we should do need Him now. We should do need Him now. Oh, glory. If we ever needed the Lord before we should do need him now We need him every day and every hour. We need him in the morning, need him in the morning, Moon in the morning, need him in the morning, we need him in the night, need him in the night in the morning. In The sun is shining bright. If ever, ever needed the Lord before, we should do need him now. Oh, oh we should need him now. We should need him now. Oh, glory. Oh, no, if we. ever needed the Lord before, we should oh. need him now. We Need you when you're happy. 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 We need you, did, you when, you're we, when you're sad. Need you when you're Need you when you're Hyper- Need you when you're you I, mean. We need well you all the time. Need you all the time. Need you all the time. Need you all the time. And time when our hearts are glad. Lord before, we should do need Him now, oh, we should do need Him now, we should do need Him now, oh, no, if we ever needed the Lord before, we should do need Him now.